Welcome to King Solomon and the Stoics, a project of denverkolel.org. In this episode, we're going to discuss perception, how we form ideas about the world around us, and how can we possibly come to connect with the lives of others when each person really lives in his own world. We'll focus on verses 10 through 14 of chapter 7 of Ecclesiastes Kohalas. Chapter 7 verse 10 begins, Don't say the early days were better than these days. It was better in the earlier generations than it is today. For that question is not asked out of wisdom. What does Solomon mean? What could be wrong with looking back at history, with learning from the lives of our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents? What does Solomon mean to say that there's something wrong, inherently unwise, about contrasting today with the earlier days? In the Hebrew language, there are various words used for wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and so on. The word chachma particularly refers to having a grasp and a sense that things in their deeper root really go beyond my understanding. What that means essentially is that the root of something, whatever it is that I'm trying to understand, I, un- I recognize that its root is beyond my understanding. It is being revealed to me through my senses, through the experiments I'm doing, through my analysis, various parts, various aspects of whatever it is I'm analyzing, whether it's a tree, a table, a particle, a virus, whatever it might be, whatever I'm analyzing, I understand that the information being fed to me through my senses, through my analysis, is information that's allowing me to define whatever it is I'm trying to define on some level. But it doesn't give me a perfect understanding of the thing, of the object, in its root element. The root element of whatever I'm trying to define is always slightly beyond definition. The definition always falls slightly short of really defining the essence of the matter because the essence of things is truly beyond human comprehension in a certain sense. We always stand at the precipice, we always stand looking into the horizon, seeing that the true knowledge of whatever I'm seeking is a little bit beyond me. And what I've gotten is a definition that's as close to a definition as I can get for the moment. And as we study more, as we encounter more of the world, we begin to see this a little bit more and then we seek to define that and we come to an understanding and then we grow in our knowledge and then we realize it's a little bit further than that. And hopefully if we stay on the path of knowledge, of studying, that process continues for our entire lifetime. So Solomon tells us, if you are comparing today with yesterday, if you're saying, well, the days, the early days, the days of my grandparents, the generations that came before me, they were better, they had it better, they had it easier, they had less distractions, their lives were simple, or whatever it is that you're, that you're analyzing, that you're comparing and saying their lives were better. Says Solomon, that's not a question asked with wisdom, because one who has a sense of wisdom understands that the root of something is really beyond definition, and our entire understanding of the matter, our way of defining it, is all about our perception of reality. There's reality, and then there's our perception of it. And so the wise person understands that if 300 years ago people walked around and lived a certain life, and we have through word of mouth or through history, we have written history, we have an inkling, an understanding of what their lives were like, 
we don't have an understanding of what their perception was like. And even if we read their words and we get a little sense of what their perception was like, but until we would really be them living in their time, we can't truly objectively perceive things as they perceived them. And so it is unwise, says Solomon, to say that their lives were objectively better than ours are today because we are seeing it through our lens and those who lived at that time saw it through their lens. And as much as we can read their words, we can never truly put on their glasses and see the world through their eyes. And therefore Solomon says, it's unwise to say the days that have gone by were better, were objectively better than the life we live today. Solomon goes on to say in verse 11, it is good to have chachma, this, this word for wisdom, with inheritance. And how much more so for those who see the sun? What does Solomon mean in this cryptic verse? Perhaps Solomon is telling us that if a person inherits a great fortune, or in general, whatever fortune a person inherits in life, it is always best to join chachma, to join this level of wisdom along with one's fortune, along with one's lot in life. Because a person should always recognize that whatever it is that they have in life and whatever their perception of life, whatever world, whatever internal world they have, true reality lies beyond that. And it's always incredibly humbling to realize that. It always gives a, per a person a better understanding and a better ability to deal with their fortune in life when they join to their fortune, when they join to their internal world and the life they live, when they join to that, the concept and understanding that there's always something beyond my perception. They join Chachma, they join this level of knowledge and wisdom to their reality and always walk with a sense of humility. There's something beyond me. And how much more so to those who walk this earth, to those who see the sun, because we walk around, we live life with other people and each person has his own perception. As much as we can try and be broad-minded and open our internal world to a bigger picture, at the end of the day, we each have our own perceptions. And so how can we possibly interact with other people in the best way when we really each live in our own world? And the answer is to join Chachma, to join the idea that the true root of reality is beyond my perception as much as it's beyond your perception, as much as it's beyond the other person's perception. Reality itself, true reality, is something beyond, something deeper than how we can really define it in any case. How I can define it and how you can define it. That humility gives me the ability to accept that you too have your own perception of reality. Because again, it's not an objective, absolute, fixed reality the way I see it. Because it's just my perception. So you have your perception of reality, I have my perception of reality, but reality itself lies beyond both my perception and your perception. What a gift in being able to deal with other people, to recognize that each person is his own world, each person lives in their own internal world to a certain extent, no matter how deeply they strive to open themselves up to see things from other people's viewpoints always boils down to each person has their own world. And so it's such a skill. Having Chachma, having the ability to see the root of reality as being beyond, what a skill in general, and certainly how useful is it, says Solomon, 
to deal with people who see the sun, who have their own shine of light, their own illumination. Matters present themselves to each person in a different way. We each walk beneath the sun. We have light and the wavelength that we can perceive, that we can make sense of. But we each make sense of it in our own way. Solomon goes on to say in verse 12, continuing in this, in this vein, that in the shadow of wisdom and also in the shadow of kesef, which literally means money in a deeper sense, sometimes refers to desire and deeper will, the striving, the yearning of man. And Solomon says there's a shadow. There are people who always live in the shadow of success. They always live in the shadow of chachma, of wisdom. They live in the shadow of material success. But they never take the step in to really get in the thick of things, to really achieve, to really understand. They always stay just on the edge. They're not really willing to fully engage with life. But those who add da'at, which means internal knowledge, they try to get deeper to try and understand things, try to define them, try to really make sense of them, try to really feel what it, what this idea means, what that idea means, not just to just look at it from a distance and stand the outside. Those people who endeavor, who strive to see the deeper aspects of things, they eventually arrive at wisdom. They eventually arrive at understanding that they're looking at something that's really beyond them. And that gives life, that understanding can give life to its owner. It gives life, Solomon says, to the one who possesses that depth of understanding, that I really am glimpsing something that is beyond me. In a simple sense, it gives life because how exciting is it to be able to see that there's something transcendent, something beyond. It's fascinating. A person can, will never be bored, will never be depressed and just let be pulled by the drag of life when they always have a sense that there's something so deep, something beyond. I'm looking at something that just is transcendent. It's a fascinating, invigorating sense. But in a deeper, more spiritual sense, when one has this, this understanding that they're looking at what is beyond, they're really connecting to the source of life. They're connecting to God and High. They're connecting to the source of life. And that is life-giving, that is invigorating to the person who possesses this depth, depth of, understand, of understanding. Solomon goes on to say in verse 13, See the actions, see the work of God, for who can fix that which he has destroyed? Solomon is telling us that we need to tap into this idea of wisdom. We need to tap into the idea of chachma, that things are really beyond our perception. That way we can strive, we can strive to fix that which we have gone wrong, where we have gone wrong. Because if a person has a sense that their perception of reality is fixed reality, it's reality itself, and they fail to understand that reality itself is really a little bit beyond or a lot beyond our perception, so whatever version of reality I've created, why would I challenge it? Why would I change it? Why would I fix it if it's imperfect? That's my fixed reality, and that's the end of the story. But if a person understands that true reality is beyond perception, and life is a continuous journey towards deepening our understanding, our definitions, so that we can glimpse even further and further how much, how deep reality goes, and get a better perception 
but understand that it's always imperfect and it's always undergoing construction. And I'm always perfecting, deepening, broadening my understanding of reality because reality is beyond my perception of it. So there's always opportunity to deepen that. Of course I will fix that which I've done wrong, that where I've gone wrong. There's always room to deepen, always room to fix. So Solomon says, with wisdom, you can fix. But without wisdom, who can fix that which he has done wrong? Who can fix the perception? Who can fix their understanding that's wrong when they think that the way they perceive it is fixed reality itself? Solomon goes on to say in verse 12, on a day of good, be good. When things are good, when one has a perception that God is revealing goodness to them, to them, when one is able to experience the bounty, the pleasures that God bestows and gives their way, then be good, enjoy it. Realize that you're experiencing God's goodness, revel in it. Really, really appreciate, be thankful, be grateful, enjoy it. But on a day of evil, on a day of suffering, says Solomon, just see. Just see. And what does that mean? Solomon telling us because tragically, we only get a glimpse, or more accurately, we get a deeper glimpse of what is beyond us when things go what seems to be the wrong way, when there's suffering, when there's illness, misfortune. It's humbling. It's painful. It's tragic. And we pray to God that he never visit this upon us, our families, our communities, and on the world in general. May we only see goodness. But inevitably, in the world we live in today, before the coming of Mashiach, there's misfortune. When that happens, just stop and see. Just look from a distance. There's a word awesome that's so misused by our generation. It's used to describe a flavor of ice cream or some other trivial thing. But really, awesome is something awesome, where a person gets a sense of awe. They get a sense that they're looking at something beyond them. And when tragedy strikes, a person can get a sense. There's something beyond what I perceive. When things are good, that we have the ability to really understand in a certain sense and really join with. But when things go wrong, we have to stop and get a sense that this is really beyond me. Let's take a minute to delve into this idea a little further. Rabbi Yitzchak Hutner, the great Jewish thinker and, and, and founder of of the Shiva Chaim Berlin in Brooklyn, New York, who passed away some tens of years ago, in, you know, 30, 40 years ago, I believe. Rabbi Huttner writes the following. He quotes someone else who he believes is mistaken in saying that when we seek to follow the attributes of God, there is only room to follow the attributes of God's kindness, but there's no room to follow the attributes of God's justice. When it comes to the strictness, when it comes to the things that happen in the world that we don't understand, that are fearful, there's no room for us to incorporate that in our own lives. We know that we endeavor, we strive to emulate God. But says this author, this anonymous author, there's only room to emulate his positive attributes, the attributes of kindness, but no room to emulate the attributes of fear, the attributes of retribution, the attributes of justice, the attributes of strength in a certain sense. And Rabbi Hunter writes this is a great mistake because God himself is good and seeks to bestow good. When we experience negativity, tragedy, suffering, it is God withholding his goodness. And that's what's happening. 
we too need to sometimes withhold, hold back, pull back. In doing so, we are emulating God. When we experience misfortune, suffering in the world, God is withholding His goodness. And we too need to step back and recognize what's happening here is awesome. What's happening here is beyond our understanding. And it brings into focus the fact that we don't understand everything. And there is so much more to reality than we can truly perceive. And so on a day of good, be good, revel in it. Truly identify with it, because that we have the capability of doing. But in a day of negativity, in a day of tragedy or suffering, a person shouldn't just shut off, but a person should understand what's being presented here is something that inspires me to step back and realize there's something way, way beyond my understanding. Solomon goes on to conclude verse 14 and say, God made this corresponding to that. God created two sides. He created equality in a certain sense between good and evil in this world so that we have the free will to choose the path of good. And God did so so that man should not find anything behind him. Cryptic words. What does he mean? So that man not find anything behind him. Perhaps Solomon is telling us that if a person goes through this process on a day of good, they're good. On a day of good, they revel in it, they identify with it, they really get, so to speak, lost in the goodness, in the gratitude and the love they feel coming their way from God, and they return that feeling of love to God. And on a day of misfortune, when things happen in the world that we don't, that they don't understand, the person steps back and they use it as an opportunity to pull back, as an opportunity to recognize my perception, my understanding only goes so far. So that way, a person will never lose an experience. There will never be an experience, whether good or, God forbid, negative. There will never be an experience that won't serve a purpose, that won't either deepen a person's understanding of God's goodness or deepen a person's understanding of God's awesomeness and how far, how beyond reality itself truly is. Let us endeavor to attach to whatever success we have in life, to attach humility to it, to attach a sense that whatever understanding we have, as deep and as amazing as it might be, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Reality itself is way, way deeper and way beyond us. And with that sense of humility, we can only climb higher on the ladder of success.